Why do we call Good Friday good? It seems strange the day that our Savior was broken, beaten, and betrayed, that we would call that good. You don't celebrate when your favorite character is removed from a movie plot or story. You don't applaud when your team loses the big game or an army doesn't celebrate when the general is captured and humiliated in front of everyone else. So why do we call Good Friday good when our savior was broken? It seems strange, but we call Good Friday good because it was the beginning of a transaction that would take place on our behalf. It was the beginning of the greatest single act of human history. It was the beginning of our salvation. Paul talks about this transaction in Romans chapter five. He shares with us what took place on the cross, the goodness of Good Friday. Look at verse 12 in chapter five of Romans. It says this, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way, death spread to all people because all sinned. In fact, sin was in the world before the law, but sin is not charged to a person's account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin in the likeness of Adam's transgression. He is the type of the coming one. What Paul just said was that we are all at fault because of one man's sin. Adam in Genesis chapter three, committed an act of rebellion against God, and now we are all at fault for it. We have all sinned. Now to the Hebrew reader, this wouldn't seem strange. To the Hebrew reader, they would understand that one man's actions impact the collective unit greatly. But to the Western reader, to us today, this seems very weird that one individual could impact everyone. It seems unfair, in fact. And you may have felt the same type of injustice from maybe your past where a sibling did something wrong and you were punished for it, or a friend did something incorrectly in school and you were the one that ended up receiving the blame simply because you were associated with that person. But the Bible tells us that because of one sin, we are all at fault. Because of Adam's transgression, all of us are sinners. Because of Adam, all of us are unable to reach the Lord on our own. Because of Adam, sin has entered the world and broken and fractured our ability to follow the law. Because of Adam, all of us have a 100% mortality rate and are unable to not see death. Because of Adam, we experience brokenness and viruses and problems within the world. Because of one man's action, all of us need salvation. And so Paul continues, in order for us to be able to receive salvation and for this one man's action to be replaced, we need another man to enter into our lives and we need him to take the punishment on our behalf. Look what he says in verse 15. He says, but the gift is not like the trespass. For if by the one man's trespass, the many died, how much more have the grace of God and the gift which comes through the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, overflowed to the many. And the gift is not like the one man's sin because from one sin came the judgment resulting in condemnation. But from many trespasses came the gift resulting in justification. 
Since by the one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive the overflow of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? So then, he says in verse 18, as through one trespass, there is condemnation for everyone. So also through one righteous act, there is justification leading to life for everyone. For just as through one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so also through one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. So through one man's actions, all were found sinful, but through another man's actions, Jesus, by his sacrifice, by living the life that Adam could never live, he was able to make us righteous. Another way to say it is that Jesus became like Adam so that Adam could become like Jesus. To make it even more personal, Jesus became like you so that you could become like Jesus. Jesus entered into our world. He lived life that that we could never live and and he took on the punishment of sin and death and he took on God's wrath on our behalf. Jesus was rejected so that we could be accepted. Jesus was broken so that we could be healed. Jesus was killed so that we could have life. He stood in our place, on our behalf, on the cross, on Good Friday, so that we may receive life. Jesus became like you so that you could become like Jesus and enter into a relationship with God that we had never experienced before. But he doesn't merely just put up with us. He does not merely just accept us and forgive us and leave us there, but he gives us something more. He gives us grace. Look at verses 20 through 21 in Romans 5. It says this, that the law came along to multiply the trespass, but where sin multiplied, grace multiplied even more so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace will reign through righteousness, resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Did you see that? When sin increased, grace increased even more. There's no amount of sin that can separate you from the Father. Jesus, when he died on the cross, gave us grace for every amount of problem and issue that fills our life. No matter the sin, no matter the habit, no matter the behavior, his grace covers us. He accepts us like a father accepts his daughter or his son. And he gives us new life so that we may enter into a relationship with him. He gives us right standing. So where you sit today, no matter what you have done, no matter the sin you are going to commit, he loves you and his grace covers you. And he will continue to bring you into his presence through the death of his son. Because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we are able to enter into this new life. We are able to see this grace. We are able to know God in ways we've never known him before. Good Friday is good because we are so bad, but God is so gracious and loving to enter into our life, to pay the penalty of death and now bring us into a relationship with the Father. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you for this grace. I thank you for the mercy that you have given us. Thank you for living the life that we can never live so that we may enter into it and we may now see you for who you truly are. Lord, help us to appreciate it. Help us to sit upon it. Help us to understand why Good Friday is so good. Help us to see your love. In your name we pray.